begin today the Gemara on Daf Ayin Aleph from the Aleph, two lines from the top of the Yomud. Gonav v'tovach v'yoyim akipurim v'cholo. The Mishnah says that if somebody steals the animal and then he slaughters it on Yom Kippur, so because there is no chi of misa for this, he's still going to be chayiv to pay the knas of Dalit v'hey four or five times as much because the kamli b'derab mineh is only b'chi of misa. Okay, so the Gemara asks him this. Omri, they said the following question of this. But Amai, why is he chayiv to pay? He, the Ketalaleka, it's true that on Yom Kippur, when you shecht in Yom Kippur, there is no chiv Misa, there's a chiv Kodes, and there's also a, it's a Lav as well, so there's a chiv Malkus, but Malkus Mi'ike, you are chayiv Malkus, the lashes for shechting and being Mechalal Yom Kippur by this. And the rule is, that if a person does something, and because of this he has to get Malkus, you don't pay at the same time. So why over here is he paying the payment of Dalad Vahey if he's getting Malkus? So Omri, the answer to this question, Homani Rabmeirhi. This Mishnah is the opinion of Rabmeir, the Omar, Rabmeir says, Loike Umishalim. That no, you do give both of these punishments at the same time, Malkus and payment as well. Rabmeir says this regarding the Allah of Adam Zaimimin. That if Adam Zaimimin, uh, these are Adam that set false testimony and they wanted to obligate someone to pay. So then the halach of Edom Zoyimimim is whatever they wanted to do for someone else, they get the same punishment that they now have to pay. But Sarab Meir says, it's also allowed that they set false testimony, so they get Malchus, and they also have to pay, both at the same time. That's Rab Meir's opinion. So here are Mishnah that says that on Yom Kippur, if you shecht on Yom Kippur, <laughs> so you get Malchus for the shechting on Yom Kippur, but you also have to pay the knas of Daudvei. If so, if our mission is Rab Meir, fill the Tovach B'Shabbos, so then, according to Rab Meir, so you should say the same regarding Shabbos. Even if you slaughtered this animal on Shabbos, now if you slaughter on Shabbos, that's a Malacha, and you chayv Misa, but according to Rab Meir, you could be chayv Misa and pay the Knas at the same time. Just like he says that you can uh, get Malkus and pay at the same time, the same should apply regarding Misa and paying the Knas. Now, so if you'll answer and say it's not the same thing, like Mishalim Isle, fact that you get lashes and you pay at the same time, that Rabbi holds. <laughs> but Mesu Mishalim Lesle, to say that you that, that there's a chi of Misa, and at the same time you pay, that Rabbi doesn't hold of. This this rule of Kamle B'derabe Mine regarding Misa, he agrees to. So the Gemara says, but Veloi, doesn't Rabbi hold that even there, when there's a chi of Misa, you still pay the Knas? Because we have your Abraisa that Rabbi seems to be saying so clearly. Tanya, we learned in the Braisa. Gona v'tovach b'shabbos. He stole the animal, he slaughtered it on Shabbos. Gona v'tovach l'avidazara. He stole and slaughtered the animal for avidazara. Gona v'shayr haniskal. Person stole a shayr haniskal. Shayr haniskal is a shayr that gored and killed a person. And then it's, uh, it's chayv misa the shayr. So he stole this shayr. And v'tovcha, he slaughters it. In all these cases, m'shalim arba v'chamisha. He still paid the knas of arba v'chamisha. So one of the cases over here was when he's shechting on Shabbos, and there's a chiv misa for this, and yet, Rab Meir says that you still chayiv to pay. So you see here that according to Rab Meir, just like Loikil Mishalim, there's also a chiv misa, and you still have to pay the Daud Vahey. The Chachamim, Paitrin, Chachamim disagree, the Chachamim say that in all these cases you potter. So the Gemara answers and says, there's no right in this Braise. This Braise is talking about a different case. Omri, so they said, Bar Minei, Binah. Don't take, put this b'raisa aside. This b'raisa is not a source for our discussion here. Why? 
Dahi, that is. Dahi. Put this, this b'raisi, just call it here aside. We learn regarding this b'raisi. Amr Rav Yaakov, Amr Rav Rav Yaakov said in the name of Rav Yechinen. Amr Rav Rav Yirmiya, Amr Rav Shimon ben Lakish. Or it was in the name of Rav Shimon ben Lakish. Rav Avon and Rav Yilah, v'chol chavrusa mishmeid Rav Yechinen. Rav Avon, Rav Yilah, and the whole group, they all said in the name of Rav Yechinen, all the same thing. Amri, they all said. What is this b'raisi here talking about when it says that you slaughter on Shabbos, and it's a chiv misa, and you still have to pay the dal acher. The case over here is that you didn't slaughter it yourself. You stole it, and then you sent the shliach. You sent another person to go and do the tviche. So that person, the shliach, he's the one that's chayiv misa for the chil Shabbos. But the mishaleach, the one that sent him to do the tviche, he's the one that has to pay the knas of dal vehei. So it's two different people. So therefore over here, you, you have to pay. Now the Gemara clarifies this, but how could this be? Do we ever say such a kind of thing that one person did the act of the Aveda, here he slaughtered it, and yet the one that, the sender, the Mishaleach, is the one that's Chayev to pay for this? Usually the rule that, that we always have is, the Gemara says it all the time, There's never such a thing that I send someone else to do an Aveda, and he did the act of the Aveda, and the Mishaleach is the one that's Chayev. The Mishaleach could always say, Divrei Arava, Divrei Atama, Divrei Mishaymen. Why are you listening to me? You have to listen to the Eibishter. The fact that you did the Aveda, you're responsible for that. So why here are we saying that the Shliach is Chayiv Misa, but the Mishaleach is Chayiv the Knas? So here the Gemara says that, yet yeah, this is an exception. And the Gemara brings a few sources for this. Amarave, Shani Hacha, the case of Tvichem Mechire is different. Da'amakra, the Pasuk says, V'tavchayu Machrei, that you, 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 you stole it, and then either you slaughtered it or you sold it. So we compare it to, just like the Lashon of Umachrai is you sold it. How do you sell? You sell through someone else. The sale is with someone else that's buying. The title putting these two together is also coming to teach that the Tvich is also That even if you slaughter this animal with a Shliach that slaughtered it, still the Mishaleach is going to be Chayef. And that was the case that this Braise is talking about. So therefore, really, Rab Meir's opinion remains that loike or mishalem at the same time, but if you yourself shechted it on Shabbos and yachayv misa, you're not going to be chayv to pay the knas. So our Mishnah still could be Rab Meir. The Gemara brings another source over here for this Chiddush, regarding Tvich and The Be'er Rabbi Shmol, Tana, by Rabbi Shmol, they learned that this halacha, when it says, V'tavchei Machre, the Pasuk actually says, V'tavchei Oy Machre, so the word Oy is extra. Oy, L'Ravis is a shliach. That extra word Oy is coming to say that even if it was done through a shliach, the Meshaleach is going to be Chayv. The Bechizkiyatana, third source, Tachas, L'Ravis is a shliach. The extra word in the Pasuk where it says, Tachas, it says twice in the Pasuk, Chamisha Baki Shalom Tachas Asher, Arba Tzayin Tachas Haseh. So the extra word of Tachas is coming to say that even if it's done through a shliach, it's still going to be Chayv. However, Mazutre still asks on this, how could you say that in such a case, the Meshaleach will be Chayv? Is there ever a case that we say, the Ilu Ovid, Ihu, if you yourself would do this, you would not be Chayv. So over here, if you yourself would go and slaughter this animal on Shabbos, you yourself would be Potter. And, but nevertheless, the Ovid Shliach, if you do it through a Shliach, um then you would be Chayv. Is there ever such a thing that doing something for, uh, through a Shliach, that is, would be more stringent than if you did it yourself? So besides the question that we had before, that it doesn't make sense to say that you should be Chayv through a Shliach, okay, so that we answer. You could be chayv through a shliach, because we were brought psukim. But if here in this case, when it's done on Shabbos, since on Shabbos you yourself would be potter, how could you say that now if you did it through a shliach, it's more stringent and you should be chayv? So Ravashi explains, 
Hasam over here, in this case, over there in this case, when you did it on Shabbos, the fact that if you did it yourself, you don't pay the Da'od Vehei, it doesn't mean that in essence you're really potter. You're not potter. You're really chayev to pay. But the pile, you don't actually go ahead and pay because there's the chayev of Misa that, that patters you of the payment. According to Rashi, and Rashi in another place explains this, that Bidei uh, Odom, here in the Bezden, they're not going to be Mechaev you to pay, but Bidei Shemayim, Bidei Shemayim, you still should go ahead and pay, even when you Chayev Misa. So in essence, there's a Chiyav. Kom Lebim Rabbeinu just sort of overrides it and patters you. So, so therefore, okay, so therefore over here as well, we could say that when someone else does it, you're going to be Chayev to pay, because it's not something, some more of a stringency than if you did it yourself. When you did it yourself, you also bad some chayev. Elamai, there's also a chayev of misa, so the pile you don't pay. But if it's done through someone else, he's chayev the misa, and you're going to have to actually the pile pay. That's the case of what this Bryce is talking about. Okay, um, second, where am I over here? Ah, oh, the Gemara. So now the Gemara comes back to the Bryce we quoted before. That over there, it's all talking about when you did it through a shliach. And that's why he's chayiv misa and you're chayiv to pay. But if that's the case, if that Bryce was talking about when you sent the shliach, so then my time is the rabbanu the patri. Why does the Bryce say that chachamim say that you're pater in such a case? What what should be the reason to pater you? You're not chayiv misa. Someone else is chayiv misa, so you should be chayiv to pay. So how many they answered? Man chachamim. Who's the chacham of this Bryce? Rab Shimon. This is Rab Shimon that we had quoted before in the Mishnah. The Omar, Rab Shimon's opinion is. Any time you shecht here for this uh, iser of Geneva, when it's tavach, when you shecht it after you stole it, if this shechita is not something which is fit for eating, it doesn't, it's not called a shechita anywhere, and here as well. So therefore over here, in all these cases the Braise brings up, it's not a shechita that you're allowed to eat from it, and therefore you're going to be potter. So the Gemara and I goes through the different cases that the Brayse spoke about. So Amri, they said about this in, in an explanation about this answer. This is a good answer for Avedizara. When you shecht for Avedizara, so now this animal is, is being shechted for Avedizara, it becomes Asabahana for Avedizara. So in that case, yeah, so you can't eat it. It's a shechit she'ene ru'uya. So Rav Shimon says, you potter to pay the da'ot v'hei. And v'shayra niskal, v'shayra niskal as well. What's the halach of v'shayra niskal? We learned before in this mesechta, the shayra that has to be slaughtered, that has to be killed, that is, stoned to death. It's osobano, you can't have any benefit of it. So shechit v'shayna ru'yehi. Both of these cases are shechita that's not fit for eating. Elo shabbos, but when it comes to one that shechitans shabbos, shechit ru'yehi, even though you are machal shabbos, but it's still a shechita that you can eat from it. It's not, as we learned in the Mishnah, ha-shechit v'shabbos v'yem kippurim, yishecht on shabbos v'yem kippur but the actual shechita is a kosher shechita and you could eat from the meat. The fact that you machal Shabbos and yichayv misa is, is one point. But on the other hand, though, the actual meat itself is a kosher shechita and you could eat from it. So if so, over here, why does the why the chachamim, which we said chachamim is Rab Shimon, why do they say that in this case you would be potter? It's fit for eating. So Amri, the answer to this question. Sovalo kerab and that no, over here, the Chachamim, besides the fact that this Chachamim is Rab Shimin, this Chachamim here also holds like the opinion of Rabbi Yechelen Sandler, which holds that when it's shechted on Shabbos, it's actually not roi to eat at all. Where do we see this? It's not, we learn in the Mishnah as follows. Hamavashal b'Shabbos b'Shaygik, a person that cooks on Shabbos. Hamalach cooks on Shabbos, but it was done b'Shaygik. 
So Yoichal, so he can eat it on Shabbos, even on Shabbos, he himself can eat on Shabbos what he did, because it was B'Shaigig. So Chacham didn't give any knas for this, that he shouldn't be able to eat it. V'meizid, but if he went and did a malach on Shabbos and he cooked on Shabbos V'meizid, so then, lo Yoichal. He should not eat it on Shabbos himself, not he. And Rashi says, not other people as well should not eat it on Shabbos itself. You have to wait until Matzah Shabbos. This is Rabmeir's opinion. Rabbi Yudaimer, is more stringent about this. B'shoigeg yoichal. B'matzah Shabbos. If he cooked on Shabbos b'shoigeg, so then he could eat it, but only on Matzah Shabbos. Not, uh, not on Shabbos itself. Okay, now, if it was... Um, Lachayim, that is. I'm sorry. No, no, I went down the line. One second. I'm sorry. Bemezid, that is. Bemezid, if he cooked on Shabbos, Bemezid, lo yoichal lamis. Then he should not eat it forever. So the lo yoichal lamis that uh, Rabbi Yehuda is saying is uh, for himself. That he should not eat it forever if he did it Bemezid. But as Rashi says, others are allowed to eat it after Shabbos. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Now Rabbi Yechonasand lo imer. Rabbi Yechonasand says b'shoigig. Yoichal lematzah Shabbos laacherim v'loy loy. If a person cooks even just b'shoigeg, so then matzah Shabbos acherim could eat. But he himself, even if it was just done b'shoigeg, could never eat from this that he cooked on Shabbos. So it becomes totally yaser for himself. B'meizid lo yoichal leilomis leiloy v'leacherim. If it was cooked b'meizid, so then it's aser to, to eat from this, not himself and not anyone else. <laughs> so here you clearly see Rabbi Yechonah Santa says, if you shecht, the same thing with Mashchit, if you shecht b'meizid on Shabbos, the tviche, so it's aser to eat. So therefore Rabbi Shimon over here would say that there's no payment of the dalad v'hei, because it's only if it's roi to be eaten from. Rabbi <coughs> brings the source of Rabbi Yechonah Santa's opinion. My time at Rabbi Yechonah Sandler, why does Rabbi Yechonah Sandler say that it becomes aser forever? So here the Gemara understands, according to one version, that this is not just a knas midrabbanon, but this is the iser menatayra to eat from it. Kedidarish, Rabchiyah, apischah de benesiyah. Rabchiyah dashed and explained this at the opening of the door of the, of the Nasi. Pasuk says, Ashmartim is a Shabbos kekodesh ilochem. Keep Shabbos. Shabbos is holy. What do we learn out from this? Ma kodesh, asa ba'achila. The expression of kodesh here means just like kachim. Kachim is something which is asa ba'achila for anyone else to eat. Af ma'isa Shabbos, so too. Something that was prepared and made on Shabbos, us asurim ba'achil, it's going to be yasa to eat. That's the source of Rabbi, Rabbi Yechina Sandal that says that it's asa to eat forever for himself and for anyone else as well. Ima kaidesh Now you would think to take this to the next step and say, just like something which is kachim, it's kaidesh, it's not only asa to eat, but it's asa ba'ana as well. Afmaisa Shabbos asa ba'ana. So to something that was prepared on Shabbos, not only should it be asa to eat, it should be asa to have any benefit of it at all. But the Pasuk here adds the word Lechem. It means Shalachem Yehei. Not that if you still have something of it, you can have a no of it. Yachal, I would think to say, that this Isser, that forever, it should be Asa for you and for everyone else. This should, be, this should apply even if this was cooked on Shabbos B'Shoigeg. And that Pasuk can continue there and says, If you desecrate the Shabbos, Yechayev Misa. So we see it's talking about a Mezid. B'Mezid Amarti Lachot. Only if you cook b'meizid or diramalacha b'meizid, then it becomes asaf ever v'loy b'shoigig, not b'shoigig. This is one source, one way to interpret the opinion of Rabbi Yechonah Sandler. Uh, yeah, now the Gemara though brings that there's a machlokes about this. Pligi bar Ravacha v'Ravina. There was a machlokes. Ravacha and Ravina argued about the source of Rabbi Yechonah Sandler that if you cook b'meizid and Shabbos, it becomes asaf ever. Chad Omar Meisah Shabbos Deiraisa. One said, as we just explained, that the source of this is Minatayr, the pasuk of Kaidish. That says that if you did this on Shabbos, it becomes also forever. 
But another opinion was, If you did it b'meizer on Shabbos, the fact that it's Osir is all a knas medirabonon. Because you did it on Shabbos. <laughs> So the Gemara explains, The one that says that it's Isam and Atayir is the Pasuk that we just quoted, Kaidashi. The opinion that says that it's only Isam and Atayir, Omakra, he says the opposite. That when the Pasuk says, Kaidash, who? It says regarding Shabbos. Shmatam is a Shabbos. Keep Shabbos. Kaidash, who? It is Kaidash, which means, who Kaidash? It's other Rabbis. It's coming to say, the day of Shabbos itself is holy. You don't do Malacha on Shabbos. But they myself Kaidash. An action, a Malacha that you did on Shabbos, is not going to remain holy in the sense of also for you to eat after Shabbos. It's Adarabah. The Pasuk itself is saying that it would be mutter to eat after Shabbos, and it's only the Chachamim that came and imposed the Knas. So the Gemara now goes back to the, the Chiv of paying Dalat Vehei for Tviche, that the Chachamim actually said that if you slaughter it on Shabbos, you're going to be potter. So he explained the reason why you're potter is because it's not royal by la chila, according to Rabbi Yechen and Asandler. So the Gemara asks now, This is all in the story according to the opinion that says that the Isra to eat what you shacht on Shabbos is an Isra minatayre. So therefore we could say, Patri Rabbanon. So therefore the Rabbanon say, if you shacht a stolen animal on Shabbos, you put it to. So, according to the opinion that says that the Issa to eat from what you shechted on Shabbos is the Issa Menatayre, so Amtolahachi, Patri Rabbanon. So that explains why the Rabbanon say that if you shecht this animal that you stole on Shabbos, you would be potted to pay the because it's not fit to eat from it. According to Rabshimin, if it's not fit to eat from it, you don't pay the Knas. El Mandoma de Rabbanon, but according to the opinion that when you shechted on Shabbos, Menatayre, you can eat from it. It's just a Knas with the Rabbanon. <coughs> So then am I patri rabbanon? Why would the rabbanon say that you patri to pay dal dvehei? Min hatayre, it's still right to eat from it. So therefore this payment of knas of dal dvehei, you should still be chayev to pay. The fact that there's a knas med rabbanon not to eat from it on Shabbos shouldn't affect your chi of min to pay the dal dvehei. So the Gemara answers, you're right, according to this opinion, we have to say ashara. That when the Chachamim argued with Rab Meir in this Braise, it wasn't speaking about that case where he shechted it on Shabbos. It was going on the other two cases mentioned in the Braise. What were the other two cases? Regarding one that shechted for Avedizare, or he shechted this Shreira Niskal, then in those cases Rab, Rab Meir says that you still have to pay Dalat Vehei. It's on these two that Chachamim say you potter because the meat is not fit for eating at all. It's, 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 it's Asaba, no, it's Avedizare, it's Shreira Niskal. But now though, the Gemara will go through here to explain, according to Rab Meir, why if you shecht for and why by Shreira Niskal, should you be chayiv dal dvehe? The Gemara asks, and this is follows, Rab Meir, amai mechayiv shechet la Why if a person steals an animal, and then shechts this animal for the sake of avidizare, why should you be chayiv to pay dal dvehe? Kivin the shachat ba'porta, the moment he begins that shechita, he does the shechita right in the beginning, just one drop, so asra, right then, he's, he's doing over here an action, which is a serving of a desire, so it asks this animal bahana from the very first second. So if so, idoch, the rest of the shechita of the animal, isura hanahu, it's, the animal is already asra bahana, veloi demare katavach. And what he's shechting here doesn't belong to the owner that he stole it from, because it's now it's already asra bahana. So Rashi here brings that the Gemara later says to be chayiv on this iser of tviche to pay dal vehei, the entire tviche, the entire shechting has to be uh, done in order to be chayiv. The whole, the whole tviche. But over here, the beginning, the first second, 
you 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 do, you do the you uh, it becomes right away So the continuation is not anymore shchita that's uh, that belongs to the, the owner. Uh, she says this could be compared to a person that uh, took this animal and instead of shechting it, he just threw it into the fire, burnt it. So you're not going to be chayv to pay da'od ve'hei. So here as well, the moment he began the shechita, he made it completely asabahana. He, he threw it into a fire. He totally made it asar. So uh, whatever he shechts afterwards, he shouldn't be chayv for this. So Amarav explains, when Rav Meir says he's still chayv, the case over here is, ba'aymer, when the person is shechting for the avedizare, so this person says, begimar zvicha wa'ivda. I'm only shechting it for the sake of Avedizara. I'm serving Avedizara by the, by the end, by the conclusion of the Shechita. The beginning of the Shechita is not for Avedizara. So he's serving the Avedizara, it only is at the end. And so therefore the full Shechita is being done when it's still Mutabahana, so you still have to pay Dalt Vahe for this. Now the Gemara asks regarding the other case that Rabbi Meir said, Shoyer Aniskal. If you steal a Shoyer that was already the Bezden Paskin that has to be stoned to death. If so, this is a shayr that's asabana. So if so, lav the marikatovach. What you're shechting doesn't belong to anybody. It doesn't belong to the person you shechted it from. It's asabana. So why are you have to pay for this? So the Gemara here will give us a specific case where there is a loss of money and there is a level of ownership even in a shayr aniskal and you have for, for shechting it. says, The case over here is, this shayr we're talking about here is the owner gave it over to a person to guard it. The hizik bebeis shaymer. This shayr damaged someone in the house of a shaymer. It became a shayr amuid in the high. He was, was warned about this in the house of the shaymer. The nigmar dinai bebeis shaymer. And while it was by the shaymer, the bezden paskin, this shayr has to be slaughtered, or has to be killed, that is. It's a shayr aniskal, has to be stoned to death. It's all happened in the house of a shaymer. Okay, so now for this shaymer, does this shayr, the Beznareri Paskin, has to be stoned to death, does it have any value for the shaymer himself? So seemingly, no. But here the Gemara will bring that according to one opinion, it still has a value for the shaymer himself. Why is that? Says the Gemara, that Rab Meir, Rab Meir in our Braise, that's saying that it's possible to say regarding the payment of Dalad Vehei, that you pay even for a shayr niskal, in this case, it still has a value for the shaymer. Because Rab Meir Savalok, Rab Yaakiv, Rab Meir holds like Rab Yaakiv, and the Gemara will explain what that means. And that is also, Usvira like Rab Shimon. And he also holds like Rab Shimon. So therefore, it will have a value for the shaymer. What does this mean? Savalok, Rab Yaakiv. So number one, Rab Meir holds like what Rab Yaakiv said, the Oma, Rab Yaakiv said, and we had this earlier in the Masechta here, that Af Mishinigma Dinoi, a shamer that was guarding a shayr, and now he allowed this shayr to go and gore and to kill someone, and Bezden Paskin, they're ready that you have to stone it to death, and therefore it's Asabahana. So seemingly this shayr has no value at all. So if you have to return what you are guarding to the owner, what should you have to return? Seemingly you should have to give him a new shayr that, that, that has value. But no, but Rabbi Yaakov says, even after it's Nigmadina, you can give back this very shirt, even though it's asabahana, but physically it's the same shirt. You give back the shirt to the owner, and it, you returned. You returned what you took from the owner, and you don't have to give him back anything else. That's one point. That's what Rabbi Yaakov says. Okay, so now the shamer is not the owner of this animal. But for the shamer, if you're going to take this shirt now, if you steal this shirt from this shamer and you slaughter it, and now you're preventing him of returning this shirt to the owner, so then for him it has a value from, of money. Instead, he's now, he's now going to have to go and buy another shirt to return it to its owner. So, ah, he's not the owner. 
It's just a, a loss that you're causing him by the fact that now he's going to have to return another share. Says, says the Gemara, Vesavala Krab Shimon. Rab Meir also holds the Krab Shimon, the Omar. Rab Shimon says, Dovar Hagayrim Lamamain Kemamen Dami. Even if you don't have an actual ownership in something, but if you have a connection to this to the extent that the loss of it will cause you a loss, that is considered to be a loss of money. There is considered to be a certain level of ownership. Where did Rab Shimon say this? The Tanan, Rab Shimon says, the Mishnah, Rab Shimon, I am Rab Shimon says, Kotchim Shachayev Bachriyusam. Regarding Kotchim, where it's your responsibility. So this is a, a, a case of Kotchim where a person dedicates an animal for Kotchim, but he says, the language that he used was, Hare Alai. I take upon myself that this should be a carbon. So when you use the term Alai, if that animal itself gets lost or gets stolen, it's your responsibility to replace it. So in such a case, if a Ganev steals it from you, so then he's Chayev to pay you back, and the, the, the halachas of Kefal of Dalat Vahe will all apply in this case. Ah, it's all Kotchim. Regarding Kotchim, there is no payment of Kefal, there is no payment of Dalat Vahe, but it's a loss for you. Even though it's already Kotchim and you don't have any ownership over it, but if it gets stolen, it's your responsibility to replace it. It's Gaidim Lamam, that you're going to have to replace it. So the, for that itself, it's considered to be Mamin. So over here, we're going to say the same thing. This Shaymer, even though he's not the owner of this Shayr, but if you're stealing this Shayr from him, it's a loss for him. Because with this Shayr, he could just give it back to the owner, like Rabbi Yaakov said, and patted himself. Now that you're stealing it from him, you're causing this Shaymer to have a loss now that he's going to have to replace it with another Shayr. This is the case where you steal a Shayr Haniskal, and there's, there's a loss of money that you're causing. There's a level of ownership here that the halach of paying Dalat Vey will still apply. Omer Avkahane, Avkahane said about this. Amrita l'shmaite kamei Zvid minerda. I said this whole this whole sugi here that we're discussing in front of Rav Zvid from Nerda, and I told him over here this detail that we just said that this Mishnah over here goes according to Rav Meir, and he asked me me matzis meik mismasnisin ker Rav Meir. Going back actually, going back to the Mishnah, right? The, the original question that the Gemara asked. On the Mishnah, where the Mishnah says that if a person slaughters on Yom Kippur, that you're still going to be chayef to pay Dal Vehei. And the Gemara asked, why are you chayef Dal Vehei? You can't get Malkus and pay at the same time. And the Gemara answered, no, our Mishnah is Rab Meir. Rab Meir says, Mishalim, that you could get Malkus and, and pay at the same time. <laughs> so Rab Zvid asked on this that we said that our Mishnah goes like Rab Meir, Rab Shimin, and it doesn't follow Rab Shimin. But Vokatani Seife, what does it say in the Seife of our Mishnah? Rab Shimin Poiter Bishnei Elo. Rab Shimin Pates by these two last cases. So in the Mishnah over there brought all, many details. And the last two cases was when a person shechts and it becomes a trefe, or he shechts and it was Cholum Bazara. So in both cases, you can't eat the meat. So Rab Shimin, in both of these cases, Pates. As we said before, Rab Shimin holds, if it's not fit to eat, so then he Pates. That was the, what Rab Shimin said in the end of the Mishnah. So, but McLeod, from this I understand, the Bekula Masnisimayda. Only in the last two cases just that I just mentioned, there he argues. But on the rest of the Mishnah, he would be Maida that you still have to pay Dalat Vehei. So that means that seemingly, that even the case that we are talking about here in the beginning of the Mishnah, when someone Shachtsa Yim Kippur, Rab Shimon would say that you have to pay Dalat Vehei. But, what, what, but why is that so? Rab Shimon doesn't hold of what Rab Meir says, Loike Umishalab. So why do you pay Dalat Vehei here? So the Gemara says, Amalei loy, that's not how you have to understand what Abshimin said. The Klal, the Maide, the case where Abshimin is being Maide is the other two cases that it brings there towards the end of the Mishnah. Miklal, the Maide, betavach machar, lerefua or leklavim. When a person is shechting or he's selling for a purpose of refuah, 
for a healing or for dog for to to feed for the dogs. In such a case, you may have thought that Abshimon holds it your potter because you're not shechting it for the purpose of eating. So it says not Abshimon over there agrees that you have to pay dal because bepoil it's fit for eating even if that wasn't your intention. It's only on that that Abshimon goes. But regarding what the Mishnah said before, Abshimon would disagree. If you shecht on Yom Kippur, you're going to be potter to pay dal because you don't get malchus and pay at the same time. <coughs> A person stole from his own father. And then afterwards, he slaughtered it or he shechted it. And then the Mishnah said, what happened afterwards? His father passed away. So then he still has to pay the payment of Dal Vehei, even though now he himself is a Yerushir. He inherits part of from, from these possessions of his father. But nevertheless, he has to pay to his brothers a portion of the Dal Vehei. The, the portion that belongs to him is his. But the rest of the Dal Bey is to pay to the brothers. That's what it said in the Mishnah. So the Gemara begins with an Ibaya that's related to this. Rav asks Rav Nachman the following Shailah. A person steals an ox that belongs to partners. And then he went and slaughtered it. But now he admits to one of the partners that I slaughtered this, this ox that I stole from you. Now what's the Allah when you admit about this? Because it's a knas, you don't have to pay. But the thing is, he only admitted to one partner. To the other partner, he did not, did not admit. So now, when he would pay this Dalat Vehei, since he's paying to partners, what does that mean? If you're paying to partners, you pay half of the payment of Dalat Vehei to one and the other half to the other. So in this case, you admitted to one partner, you potted to pay half of it for that partner. But to the other partner that you did not admit to, for him you should still be chayef to pay. So the question is, Mahu, do you pay half of this payment here to one partner? Do I say, Chamisha Bakar Omer Achmana, the Torah says, pay five times of this cattle. So it says five times. In this case, you don't have to pay because here you're only going to have to pay half of that five for one partner. So you don't pay at all. Or maybe no, Chamisha Bakar Omer Achmana, the Torah says you have to pay five times as much. But that means that in such a case where it plays out by partners, where you were made for one and not for the other, you have to pay half. Here you still do have to pay half for one partner. That was a question that was asked from Rav Nachman. Amalei Rav Nachman answered, Chamisha Bakar The Torah says that you have to pay five. But you don't have to pay half of this payment if you're only paying for one partner. So Eisvei Rav asked him from our Mishnah. Mishnah says, God of Mishalavah, he stole from his own father, and then he goes and slaughters it or sells it. And then the father dies. What does the Mishnah say? Mishalam Tashlumi Abav Chamisha. That he's going to pay four or five times for what he slaughtered here. But now, if you think about this case, it's similar to the Ibaya that was asked. Why? Now that the father died, it's similar to the case of the two partners where he was mated to one partner and not to the other partner. Why? Because here as well, he's not paying the full Daud Vehei. He himself is a son. He's inheriting from the father. So that portion of the payment he doesn't pay. He's only paying the percent of the payment that belongs to the other brothers. So he's not paying the full Daud Vehei. Nevertheless, the Mishnah says, that he still has to pay the portion of the Daud Vehei for the brothers. So how could Rav Nachman say that you don't pay a portion of the payment of Dalvei? Amalei, so Rav Nachman answered, The Mishnah is, is the case is, There was already a Din when the father was alive, and the Bezdin already passed when the father was alive, to pay the full Dalvei. So once it was already passed when the father is alive, so then 
he has to pay that even after he passes away. But Anachanami, if, if this all comes up and the Psaktim was after the father passed away, he wouldn't have to pay this. So Sigmar asks him this, what does that mean? If there was no Din Teireh when the father is alive, what would be the Din? So then you wouldn't have to pay this payment because he's not paying the full payment here. But if so, in the next Mishnah, the Mishnah wants to draw a distinction and it says that if the case would be different, he steals from the father. And first the father died. And after the father already died, then he slaughtered it or sold it. Then, he's not going to pay because after the father died, so over here, what he's shechting already belongs partially to him, so he doesn't pay for this. That's a distinction the Mishnah makes. But the question is, why can't the Mishnah even make a distinction in the case where the father died after the Tvichel Mechire? The same like the, the first case of the Mishnah here. And what should the Mishnah say? As we said before, when you pay the Dal when the father dies, after you slaughtered it, if there was already a Din bedin, If there was no Din yet, and there was no Psak Din yet, when the father was alive, then you should pay the full payment. So then you can't pay anymore, like Rav Nachman says, because you don't pay a partial payment of Abba Hamisha. Amalei, Rav Nachman answers, it's not a question. The Mishnah Taka could have made this distinction, but I did the Nos of Reisha, Gana Mishalava, Vitavacha Macha, Vacha Kachmei, since in the Reisha of the Mishnah, it brings the case where the Gneva and the Tvicha Mechira was first, and the father died after that. So Nos of Seife, and the Seife, when it wants to say a different case, so it also it, 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 it talks about a case where the Misa of the father was at a different time. So it's, it says over there in the Sefer, God of Mishal Aviv, Umeis Aviv, that the father died first, and then he slaughtered or he sold. So the Mishnah is drawing the distinction regarding the time of when the father died. But really, the Halacha, the Mishnah could have made the distinction regarding the, uh, the Psak Din. But now the Gemara says, this whole Psak Din over here that Rav, 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 Rav Nachman said about this, Litzafra. The next morning, Omalei, Rav Nachman came back and told Raveh that, no, the halacha is the opposite of what I said. When the Torah says that you pay five times, the Torah says this, that you, you pay only, not only when you're paying the full five bakar, but even when you're only paying half, you still have to pay the, the knas as well. So the case before, when you were made it to one shutif, you weren't made it to the other shutif, you still have to pay it. And he added, The reason that I didn't tell you this psak din when you answered me when you asked me the question yesterday, I gave you a different answer. This is because I didn't eat the meat of an ox. Nashi's chat for this is that he wasn't ma'ayin properly. He didn't wasn't medactic in this Indian properly, and therefore he came with the, with the wrong answer. If he would have been medactic properly, he would have had the right answer. And this is the right answer. You do pay even when you're only paying for a part of the dal Taisus of here says that the Gemara means literally, that he was shari betainis because he was fasting the day before, so he didn't have uh, the kayak to give the right answer. Okay, but now though, the Gemara comes back to the distinction that we quoted before regarding the case where a person slaughters the animal that he stole from his father. So what did it say? That if the father dies after you slaughter it, so then you pay the dal vehei. And that fits, that makes sense, according to what we're saying now. Even though you're a Yiddish, but you pay part of the Dalvei to the brothers. <laughs> but then the next Mishnah says that if, the, if you slaughter it after the father already died, then you don't pay the Dalvei. But now the Gemara asks him that. But what difference is there in these two cases? 
the case of the Reisha, where the father died after he slaughtered it, or in the Sefer, where the father died before he slaughtered it. The question of the Gemara now is, according to Rav Nachman's final Psakir, that you do pay even a partial payment, so shouldn't that also mean that if you're slaughtering an animal where you have yourself a certain partnership over this, because you yourself are a Yiddish, but there's brothers here, and this animal belongs partially to the brothers, and you shechted it. So you're, you stole it from the brothers, and you shechted it from them. You should also pay Dalat Vehei. Ah, it's not uh, a full Gneva, a full Tvicha, a part of it belongs to you. But if Rab Nachman says that even if you pay half of the payment, so even over here, when part of it is not yours, you still should have to pay for this. So what's the reason for the distinction? Amalei Rav Nachman answers, it's not the same thing. In the Reisha, so even though you're only paying part of the payment, but the actual slaughtering of it was a slaughtering of an animal that was fully not yours. Because at that time, the father was still alive. So it's Tvachoy, you shechted something that doesn't belong to you. It's totally awesome. But on the Seife, it's not only that there's a partial payment, but the actual Tvicha itself is after the father already died, and you're a partial owner of this animal. So even though, yeah, you are also stealing the percent of the brother and shechting it from them, but in such a case, you're going to be put there.